Okay, uh, welcome again to another episode of Take Foul. It's been a minute, but we have finally crossed the midpoint of the season. Uh, we have a very good idea of uh, what these teams look like, uh, how they may play uh, for the rest of the regular season, maybe the playoffs. And the All-Star game is right around the corner. Um, maybe we will revisit our predictions from preseason at the at the end of the, the no, episode. No, no need. No, no, no need to do. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think all of us were, you know, not not great to be honest. But um, that was pretty good. I don't know. My, Mike, you had like San Antonio in the plan. I maybe. I had this, I had, but I did have say the uh, Thunder were going to be good. You guys fair, know. fair. Yeah. And the Magic were good at the the, yeah, the very Magic beginning yeah. of the season. They've since tailed off a little bit. Um, but I think uh, so. We do have some news from the past uh, couple weeks that we should get to. Uh, should we start with Embiid or should we stock with, start with uh, Doc Rivers? Where do you guys want to go first? Uh, let's start with Doc. Let's start with Doc. Okay. So yeah, so so basically, Adrian Griffin is fired uh, when the Bucks are thirty and thirteen, um, and then there's this whole debacle with like CNN Sports, if you guys remember, um, and yeah. then uh, so it. Then it's reported that Doc was an informal consultant uh, to the Bucks, believing some to be like, oh, did this guy just consult them to hire him full time, essentially? I, it, you know, I think it's certainly possible. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so I, I guess now Doc is the coach. Uh, they lost their first game, but is you know, it was against the Nuggets, so I think we're going to cut him a little slack there uh but i guess let's see mike as someone who has been a first-time coach before mm -hmm. the only one of us who has been a first-time coach before mm -hmm. uh was this was this a fair thing that the organization did no i mean that's my biggest they just did adrian griffin so dirty like they did him filthy like i think he, their team was winning games yes they weren't beating teams by probably the margin they wanted to but i think that also does speak for like their ability to kind of fight through kind of awkward walls and also like they're not that necessarily deep of a basketball team you know like it's kind of hard to win a bunch of regular season games if like you're not going to be going into your bench a lot you know or very deep into your bench as someone who only has a six-person rotation that's pretty fucking tough um but at the same time it just feels like he was set up to kind of be tossed whenever they they wanted to make the change and it also makes me kind of think how much how much does Giannis still have to say with like these coaching decisions you know because like I feel like if Giannis did like him like if Giannis liked the guy he would definitely still be there you know like I well, like I feel like if yeah I mean Giannis did hire him essentially I know I, that's and that's the thing. Like he mm -hmm. was, he was his pick, and now he's gone. So like, I think there had to be like a change in that relationship or something, in which because 
My sense was that, like, I mean, amongst other more glaring basketball problems, like transition defense or like you get rid of your best perimeter defender over over the (laughs) over the offseason you're gonna defense is gonna be pretty well i mean you you, you'll take a step back but 20th back is a lot considering they have brooke lopez and Giannis on that team who are arguably more important for a team defensively than a than like a point of attack guard um but I think that, like, it was just that they, he lost the locker room, like you said, where th- there's something yeah. that shifted, and then Giannis sort yeah. of, you know, there's there are a number of little kind of question mark <clears throat> moments starting even before the season where I guess Adrian Griffin just screamed at Terry Stotts, and Terry yeah. Stotts just said, fuck it, I'm out. Um... So, you know, my sense is the guy was probably a little bit insecure to begin with. Um, and then, yeah, and then, you know, and like all the players know that he's a first time head coach, too. So yeah. it's I think there it's easier to like sort of start questioning, oh, does this guy really know what he's talking about? Uh, as opposed to like a more established coach. But he's been around. He's he's been an assistant for like NBA teams for like what the past eight years nine years, like it's not like he is like fresh into the league out of, out of like Euro ball or something. Like he, like I feel like I don't know. At the same time, it, like way he maybe was trying to make like kind of force his, his place into it in ways that he probably weren't super healthy locker room wise. But yeah, yeah, they replaced him with a guy that. It's a little bit harder to just be like, yeah, he has no standing or precedent in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Like a guy who warrants more respect solely based off his name and like can actually go back when a player yeah. or players kind of challenge his authority or his standing. Like, so there has been a lot of discussion back and forth at the time of the hire. Uh, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe they hired Doc Rivers. He's lost a million game sevens. You know, he can't close out a series. He's wildly overrated. And then because so many people are saying that, other people sort of got on and were like, hey, this guy actually really knows how to, like, put a system together and play winning basketball and coach stars. Uh, he's actually very underrated. So is Doc overrated or underrated to you? Hmm. That's a tricky question. Uh, I think given the market that's out there, he's the best person they could have hired in terms of having two established stars and needing a coach who knows how to deal with stars. Yeah. Uh, I guess in terms of all the Game 7 stuff, he's probably underrated from that dialogue. But, like, yeah, there's been a lot of the counter-narratives and whatnot. But I think he's probably... who they should have hired maybe to start or just not fired Budenholzer, but like this just reflects really poorly on whoever made the decision to hire Griffin. Like you, you can't just hire a coach, be in or go like 30 and 13, then fire him. It's like you obviously aren't firing him for what's happening or what has happened record wise. 
like you just made the wrong personnel choice and like misprofiled your team yeah i mean i i actually do agree i think i think it was unfair to adrian griffin but i agree with the decision that they made yeah um, it seems like everyone seems to think that they needed to change and that like it wasn't working like everyone from the outside too and obviously inside the locker room but yeah i mean okay but like it's like have you ever played a pickup game where your team is like clearly better than the other team but like the other team just keeps on scrapping together buckets and then it comes down and you're tied and it's like game point and then you just give it to the the best guy on your team and then he just sort of like mixes a dude up and yeah, just a step back to win it that's yeah. yeah that's just sort of what's been going on like they've been in like dog fights with the the pistons and had to come back from behind against the trailblazers early in the season um on the on the dock point i think uh you know the the stats are there. The record is is speaks for itself. You know you can't really dispute that. But then you know you look into it. And it's like is is it really his fault that James Harden <laughs> and Joel and B just too. like yeah. shit ben the bed and game <laughs> yeah. seven? Yeah, like Ben Benson has stopped shooting all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, like is that his yeah. fault? You know, like he, uh, yeah. I- I think that's a big good point. How many of those teams are necessarily all that much be- like better than teams that lost in those games seven? Like you have the Kawhi shot, right? The one that banked that hit off the rim twice. Yeah. Like that's just yeah. like, and they went on to win the, win the championship. Like again, mm-hmm. they they like the second round is not like a joke of a round. To, 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 it's not like anyone else has done better yeah. with the Sixers, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, but. It seems like Nurse is doing a, a pretty good job, and I I think that's also part of why Doc came back as well, because he's like, man, I look really bad right now, and he's got some names. He's got some names, yeah, in the Eastern but, Conference, baby. I mean, what they were usually like around like the second, third seed, right? Like, like it's not like yeah. they poor, not like their regular season was bad ever. No, you know? yeah. no. Um, but I think there's something to be said about like the motion offense or you know their their style of play with Tyrese Maxey and losing James Harden, you know, who's a yeah. good player in his own right. Um, yeah. Last thing on this, it was pretty funny how Giannis and Dame were like, "I was shocked to hear <laughs> this happen. <laughs> like, I, I, I can't believe it. Griff is such a good guy, man. That like, I really wish him the best. Like, this was so shocking to us. Okay, okay, bro. Yeah. We we all <laughs> believe you. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Good transition into Doc's old team, Joel Embiid. Um, Embiid. Uh. So. The main kerfuffle around Saturday's game uh, against the Nuggets that Embiid didn't play in was more along the lines of that he wasn't on the injury report. Uh, he wasn't even listed as, as questionable or probable, nothing. Not game time decision, nothing. They're like, he's playing. And then minutes before the game, he's a scratch and is showing up in playing clothes. Um... Hasn't played in Denver since 2019. Um, the last time that he played before that was 2016 against Jokic. Yeah, he has not played in Denver years. since 2019. 
um, and didn't play last year when they were clearly, you know, in the the MVP mix against each other. Obviously, they don't, you know, they have like hold each other in high regard or whatever. But I think this really sucked for the fans. Um, and then you know, Mike Malone is like, hey, it's not cool to suddenly scratch some guy off of the it's against like league rules pretty much yeah yeah so he's like there should be an investigation mike was mb ducking Jokic? um i say yes and no a little bit like i don't like i'm not a big proponent of like like i don't mind when players sit out i like i've said this before i don't mind like like players taking nights off i think they play too many games like we talked about this right we've talked about this a lot like and that's always been my stance uh but since 2019 not playing in denver that's that's crazy like that just screams fear like it screams (laughs) like i don't want to go out there and get beat by a guy by a lot and then people be like oh this isn't really a conversation it's like clearly a one-two and i think that's Embiid's kind of thought process or surrounding it a little bit but also denver Mile High City, maybe he having a hard time breathing. You never know. Could be a number of reasons. Well, I think there was a report that he was fully able to participate in like a USA basketball ah. camp in Colorado Springs um, at the Olympic yeah, Center and there. He's an NBA player, so yeah, I don't know. At, look, man, I went to yeah, school talking, yeah. in Colorado. Like, like but, so did you. Like, we, you know, you go back and you like have to drink a little I, more water, but no one's yeah, fucking. I, never, I fought through it every time. Yeah, you know, yeah. you you get used to it. Like, it's fine. Um, I, yeah. go ahead. I don't. I like. It is kind of crazy that he hasn't played there in like five years. But at like the same time, like while it's fun to watch, has anything. Like, can you really recall, like, a one-on-one game where you're, like, that decided? I don't – it just feels way overblown. Like, they literally played against each other, like, a month ago. Yeah. Like, in Philadelphia. Like, I can't really remember a game, like, that is so important where you're, like, yeah, those two squared off in this. And this was, like, a national TV game, but, like – I, you know, the other 80 games are just, just as important. relevant, really. Not, you know. Uh, okay, here's where I fall on this. I think Embiid is ducking Jokic, absolutely. <laughs> I think it is trash. I think it shits on the fans. I think it's an ABC game. It's it's on Saturday. It's part of a triple header. It's their biggest partner. It's has supposed to have the most amount of eyeballs on it. Embiid throws shit at it he fucking he's he's throwing shit at it he doesn't care neither the sixers and i think it sucks i think i think it sucks that he he won't play Jokic in denver which has just been part of the discourse all along when it comes to those two i think that it's it's weak and i think like i don't know to me, I, I tweeted this, but it's like, so there's this 65-game uh, rule, which I want to get into after this. But before this, I was thinking like, oh, man, you know, if MB doesn't hit that 65-game mark, if he plays 
61 games, 64 games. Yeah, you know, close. that's that's going to be a uh, I you know, I don't really care that it's going to be put the league in a tough spot or whatever, but that 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 would seem like there's some sort of injustice. MV is ducking Jokic in Denver. I don't care. I hope he doesn't hit the 65 mark. Actually, I hope he does hit the 65 mark and I hope he still doesn't get the MVP. And I hope it goes to Jokic because this was so weak. This was so weak. And I understand that it comes down to the the medical staff and the organization and the quants and the load management experts. But you know what? If he really could have played, he should have played. And to me, if there's nothing into it going into the game, then get out there, go play, whatever. you, you may have a little bit of bias being on ABC's and Disney's payroll, though. Okay, all right. We're you not going to have to go into... I'm just going to say... I'm just going to say... Of course, Mr. Mouse is upset, but... Turn on the fucking porn! <laughs> okay, all right. Enough about my... Just, okay, no doxing on this... <laughs> This thing, okay. First of all, uh, Ike doxes me all the time talking about the skyline <laughs> no, conference. You know, I'm talking about. All right, all right. There's all right, a right. lot of teams in that conference. We're gonna have to limit the doxing, regardless. Uh, uh, so back to the 65 game thing, right? So uh, you know, as this limit approaches, and B can only miss five more games. All right. Um, that's not like that seems impossible. Yeah, like, it's, he's he's he's, miss, he's absolutely he's gonna ready. miss more than five games and he's certainly on track to do it um there's only been three mvp seasons or four mvp seasons that have been under uh 65 games and i believe Embiid's last one was well i'm i actually don't know yeah i don't know it's probably a different stat proportionally but Embiid's uh last year's mvp he played 66 um, and then there's it also uh, not only with awards, but it ties into all NBA, which has direct salary implications uh, for these guys. And that's a big reason why Halliburton seems to have been rushed back after his injury um, only to reaggravate his injury again, because he has a really good chance at securing one of those six all nba guard spots this year which would be you know hundreds of millions of dollars on the line for him um so it would is this 65 game row is it unfair i don't like it for the all nba or Mm -hmm. the mvp like it seems like most of the time they kind of factor it in enough where they do it's yeah the voters you would hope they do yeah for all NBA especially, it's like if a guy doesn't play as many games, but he's like unreal in that, you could just lower him to like second or third team and just move a guy above him instead of just like making him totally ineligible. So like that seems like a way easier, more natural solution. But the MVP one, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like when you tie it into that much like money, I feel like that's really really harsh like especially with what happened with however that, that fucking stinks like yeah um so i don't know like I, I originally thought like well if you don't hit the mark you don't hit the mark like that, that that's on you but then like if you if it is a guy who's genuinely hurt and who's having a good year and he wants to hit that threshold and then like that's 
I don't yeah, see there's like a lot of context around it too because yeah. Halliburton's not trying to skip games. Yeah, like, exactly. He has everything to play yeah. for. Yeah, so that's 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 the main thing I think is that you know maybe other guys are are sitting games here and there. Halliburton's not, you know, and he yeah. when he can play, he wants to play, and he's out there, um, and they clear him too because because of the salary implications. So I mean, um. The 65-game thing has sort of widely been speculated to be to boost the uh, value of the product on screen because the TV deal's coming up, and when you're negotiating things with the TV executives, the thing is going to be like, okay, look, our, you, know, the, you know, because the TV executives see, they're like, hey, this major marquee game none of the guys were playing like what's what are we really buying here there weren't even eyeballs on it because these guys weren't playing so uh, the nba you know is trying to figure out these ways to get players to play and then this is you know a direct result of that uh i think rosillo's said that yeah I did you hear this that. yeah because this is a great point because it's it seems it's unfair to Halliburton, right? It's unfair to Embiid and these like select tiers of guys that are super duper in like the upper five ten percent of the league, where it's like this limit is going to to limit me from making X amount of money by not making All NBA, but for the rest of the league, the the boost of having this rule. And the value of the product will increase the TV deal, in theory, and then everyone gets paid more. Um, so, yeah, he is connecting I, I, a few dots. Who knows? Which, like, he could be right, but he is kind of he's. I understand what he's saying, and like, getting a better TV deal and making sure you do anything to do that helps every player in the league as opposed to those guys but like there's probably maybe better ways to go about it and like i i don't know i agree with the general idea i and also i don't think like i think the nba's viewership has been growing pretty steadily without that rule prior like this year they hit like obviously all-time highs with like on on primetime games they're also hitting more diverse markets that they weren't previously hitting. Like it's up. Like I was, I was reading something about like four, like something around forty something percent with like young Hispanic, like Latino, Latino people. Like it's they're hitting markets that they weren't seeing before, which I think is like a big piece of that too. Like I don't think this is necessarily a need if like you still are doing a good enough job. Like I don't know. I think like even without necessarily it's stars playing, it's like bargaining chip yeah. to like get more money, which is you know what they're trying to do um this is a bit controversial but i think the nba shouldn't change this rule i think they should stand on their business you know and if if joel mb doesn't make uh all nba if joel mb doesn't get an mvp if halliburton falls out of the all nba sorry it happens you are it is kind of Tough. shifting the attention. Tough though. luck. Like, 
the two again make it even like more NBA and individualized though, where like you're choosing to play not necessarily because you want to win, but because you want these awards and the extra contract money. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I agree in the sense that I think all of this is stupid and that people should just play. And like we talked about, Mike, like maybe we should talk about lowering the amount of games to increase the the value per game or the meaning per game. And I agree with that. I just think at the current moment it is, it's like there needed to be something done after how bad last year was the regular season. Um, And if this is moving the needle in that way, I think they should keep it. I just think they're putting a Band-Aid on, like, a gushing wound there. I don't think that it's not a – I don't think it's a fix that's really – like, I think the conversation has to be had about, like, how many games are necessary. Like, the NFL has a great model. Like, the NFL has a very, very successful model. Obviously, I'm not saying they only play 17 games, but, like, each NFL game is, like, every – like, people are watching. Like, people are watching, you know? It's like the NBA could – move to a path like a path like that and i think it would be better for player safety and i do think it would also create a better product yeah i mean even with college basketball i feel like each game matters a ton um and part of it is just the sheer sheer amount of teams and stuff but like you know i don't know there maybe there could be something to be learned there okay uh let's talk all-star okay uh the all-star game i think was personally for me it was probably the, like the worst basketball game I've ever seen in my life last year um just in terms of the product itself but uh I like the conversations surrounding it so we're gonna talk about it anyway even though you know accolades. We, we're looking to yeah right another thing that will uh doesn't have a game limit but will factor in uh to the decision making around um the 12 slots per conference before we get into it uh jj reddick has this like tirade about how they need to expand it to 15 players per conference um and because he's like, oh, like, oh, there's so much talent. Like, these guys, you know, he's, it's like a player centric take where it's like, you know, just give them the award. And, and then he, his reasoning is that, like, because there were less teams, the All Star game's always been 12 players a conference, but there were less teams in the past. So proportionally, they should move it up. Um, I disagree. I think I think it's like no. <laughs> yeah I think it's fucking stupid man like they, it's already hard to play 12 players per team in an entire yeah. you know only a 48 minute game and you're just going to add three more dudes to it like I don't think it, that's necessary um and I like that it's increased the difficulty with more teams yeah, you don't, to get on you don't those, have any like bozos in the all-star game which you would definitely have with 15 yeah it is interesting though it's like there were i, I don't think there's any bozos uh this if year you had 15 this year oh like this year oh maybe in the eastern conference you might have a bozo yeah. or two this year oh yeah <laughs> if you have 15 yeah, you're, like gonna, other you're gonna get one games. <laughs> but like uh it is so funny that like when we were 
in high school and like middle school and stuff, there's some like bozos on those teams, man. You know? Yeah. Like Wally Zerbiak made the All Star game, but respect to him. I, you know, I, Kyle Corver made an All Star game. Corver, well. absolutely. Um, but yeah, sh- should we start in the East then? Start in the East. All right, Mike, as the Eastern Conference correspondent here, why don't you go ahead? Well, who are your starters your starts, first? All five. Let's do. Let's do your uh, your starters first. All right. Um, my guards, my two guards. This was tough. Uh, the guards are tough. I'm going, Maxi. Uh, and Halliburton. Um, my two guards. And then my front court. I think this was way easier. I think it's just Giannis, Embiid, and Tatum. Like, I don't yeah. think there's any real dispute in the front court, but I think the the back court was was a little bit harder. To me, it wasn't hard to put Halliburton there. I think uh, just because it's like I think he's leading the league in assists. He's averaging over twenty points a game, having a really insane season for a Pacers team that's you know well post or pre Siakam trade was pretty talent depleted. Um, and they've been pretty good. So, yeah, it's like, but like my thing, he's the best guy and like the sixth best team, like sixth, uh, sixth best team in the in the East. You know, like maybe maybe probably maybe a little bit better now, but like I don't know. Like that was kind of my one issue. I think he's having a good. That's why I put him in there. That was just kind of where my uh, struggle was. Right, so do you have the same two then, or same five? I no, no, no. I have. There's one that I'm still deciding on. It's the guard, but it's I'm gonna go. I'll go Jalen Brunson and Halliburton, and then Tatum, Giannis, and Embiid. Uh, I think Brunson's just like better than Tyrese Maxey, and he's like the best player on that team. I don't think the Sixers need to have two starters in the all-star game and maxi isn't like a superstar where he needs to be starting in the all-star game like he's not playing like that yeah uh i had the same team like um so we all disagreed with the actual team which was uh damian lillard instead of uh maxi or uh brunson uh, I agree with you. I think he's the best player on the Knicks. Um, and, like, I, I like Maxi. You know, I don't like the Sixers. I really like Tyrese Maxey. Uh, but, again, it's like the reason they're good is Joel Embiid. And the only reason the Knicks are worth a damn is uh, because of Jalen Brunson. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. He really makes that team run, and he's and he's having a hell of a season. I think. Uh, mm-hmm. I stand with Becky Hammond, so I couldn't do it. Uh, I mean, I agree with her too. By the way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's, right. <laughs> she's not wrong. Like that was a pretty cold take. Um. Okay. Uh, should we snake it then? Should we? Should we snake it? Or like, are we doing the whole East, or are we going to start as the uh, I think I think we could do the backup five in the East, right? And then right, get sure. to our wild cards. All right, I'll do um, it. Um, 
Yeah, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. That's fine. We're, wait, 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 wait. We're, we're, we're snaking? What do you mean snaking? Yeah. That would be Sam. That would, <laughs> would be me if we're snaking. 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 Oh, okay. My snaking. bad. My fault. My fault. Go ahead. All right, all right. Snake draft. Learn. Right. Guard, Maxi. Guard, Dame. Forward, Jalen Brown. Forward, Julius Randle. Forward, Bam Adebayo. Those are my next five. Uh... Mine's the same, except I had Donovan Mitchell over Maxi. Okay. Uh, Sam, what did you say yours were again? I said Maxi, Dame, Jalen Brown, Julius Randle, Bam Adebayo. Oh, okay. Um, so I had uh, Brunson, Dame, uh, Brown, Adebayo, and... And who? Paolo? Paolo. Yeah. Okay. Um. So there was some talk about uh, Brown versus Porzingis here, um, and we all went with Brown. Um, yeah. I really thought about putting Porzingis here, but I I do think that um I don't know Jalen Brown's just their like second best scorer. Yeah, purely he's been really speaking. Good yeah, he's been doing a lot better than I really, I really thought he was going to be. Yeah, and he's like really starting yeah, to fit into his role, and uh, and you know I don't know. Porzingis but is, is also so good. He also plays very. Like, I know yeah. it's it's like this was that was the hardest spot for me, and on principle I can't have three Celtics in the in the All Star game, so it was two, and it's yeah. Tatum and Brown, and they they've been the core of that team for a while. Um, They're the two one. most important players. Yeah, are we gonna talk about the Derek the White nonsense, dude? <laughs> yeah, we should talk about the Derek White nonsense. Another <laughs> hellacious JJ Redick take, dude. Insane. Who gives a shit, man? I don't care that <laughs> like like. Sorry that I understand that the advanced stats love Derek White. They loved Derek White last year. They're like, oh, it's Jokic then Derek White. It's like. What is you know yeah, with, all like, right. with like with like or whatever you know yeah, yeah like his he's like the most efficient player in the NBA okay he's I'll, I'll, I'll give you, he's team. a grinder he is a grinder I'll give him that but like he's that does an not make you an all star that does not make you an all star <laughs> no he's a great role player dude he's probably the yeah. best role yeah. player you know that should take that award yeah best role player award scratch yeah, the right. the sixth man award. Which has always been yeah. a weird award, anyway. You know, yeah. Make it weirder. Best role player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. Um, okay, so you had Paolo over Julius Randle, Mike. Fuck the Knicks. Okay. Uh, who are your wild cards? Me. Yes. Snake draft, Michael. Um, Bam, and then I guess then Chris stops. Wait, okay, sorry. Who are your three? Oh, did I have Bam already? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you said Bam. You had oh, Brown, okay. Bam, and Paolo. Oh, sorry. Mitchell, Do you have this Mitchell written down? And... Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. Mitchell, Mitchell, and uh, and Chris stops. I just had listed names. I didn't have like the who was going. Okay, so you had three Celtics on your team. Yes, I did have three Celtics. Yeah, right, fair enough. 
I'm not going to like bitch and moan about that. You know, they're the best team in the NBA and they yeah. like clearly have so three who did three you leave off caliber. from our list? Julius Randle. Julius Randle. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We all agree except for Randle. Absolutely. Okay. So mine the same are... list. Well, we'll see, Mike. Uh Maxi and Bancaro. And mine was uh, Donovan Mitchell and Bancaro as well. So it looks like we have the same teams in terms of personnel, different orders, but same teams instead of personnel, uh, except for Porzingis and Randall being uh, mm-hmm. switched out, which is okay. Um, honorable mention, I had Scotty Barnes, uh, Porzingis, yeah. Jared Allen, who's been having a, a great little stretch with uh, Evan Mobley and Darius Garland out. Um, and then Jimmy Butler, who only really played, uh, you know, like 30 games. Um, and then, in yeah, past that, it gets a little bleak into, like, the Derek White yeah. territory, I think. Um, yeah. I was mostly debating Bancaro or Barnes for my last spot. And so I, I, I only have one honorable mention. Who's your honorable mention, Mike? Kobe White. <laughs> great year. Great year for Kobe White. Uh, he has done the unthinkable. He has done the absolute unthinkable. Yeah. Most improved candidate? Be off this yeah. yeah. I mean, he's what made a, a believer steal. out of the greatest cynics. Wow. What he's done. Um,. Yeah, by the way, I saw a good-ass report today that was like, uh, the Bulls are looking to stand pat at the trade deadline. It's like, sick. Uh, per, per Dude, sick. I thought, <laughs> for a hot minute they're going to send Levine to Detroit, and that, that would have been hilarious. That, that would have been, been so funny. It still might happen. It still might happen because no one wants Zach Levine, um, except for the Pistons. Detroit would want so. Like I don't get it. Why to save some face, him? bro. You ever been like the trying. opposite? You gotta pretend like you're trying. Do. No. You ever been so yeah. down bad? Not you're... in the NBA. That's not how <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. but like, you know, it's like it's like you ever just have a, a little a little cigarette when you're drunk and you're like, maybe this might take a few years off my life, but Sammy needs uh, a cigarette. We might have done that after the Wolves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes a little, little uh, injection of energy goes a long way. Um, no. Probably bad analogy. Uh, let's go to the West, unless you, there are any other honorable mentions you guys want to shout out. No. Uh, okay. Let's go to the West. Uh, back, back to me, is it? Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, so guards were easy. Shea and Luca. Um, the forwards I went with Kawhi and LeBron, and my center is Jokic. So this only differs uh, Kawhi and KD at uh, with the actual one. Like. Uh. 
Shay, Luca, Kawhi, Anthony Davis, and Jokic. Mm. Mm. Um, so I had the same guards as you, Sam. Uh, I think the guards are pretty easy. Uh, I had Jokic. Um, I had Durant, and then I had Cat. Carl Anthony Towns. Spicy. So what I'm noticing here, Mike, is you're someone that really likes uh, valuing like team success in a lot of these uh, decisions. I think it plays a pretty big role in like, I don't know. I think that's a pretty big piece of it for me. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, it's a it's certainly like a subjective, you know, thing that like di- different voters just disagree on every year like, which is like, part of the fun but it's like another thing with cat though it's like i don't know like he's the second best by player right now on the on a top two team in the west you know and then like you got guys like lebron and kd who are like obviously they're great they're like maybe better basketball players but like right now it's hard to say that they're playing all that much better you know i don't know Mm-hmm. Uh, Stats-wise, LeBron and Durant are probably a little better yeah. uh, than where Cat's at right now. Um, Not winning games, though. No. And especially the Not Lakers, man. Yeah, it was definitely LeBron. They, the Suns right. Yeah, Suns have been uh, pretty solid since Beal has been uh around but yeah i don't know there's been some yeah, I think bad like, stretches like nine and one and they're like nine and one in the last 10 though okay so, yeah <laughs> uh scary um i think i went with uh Kawhi over kd uh because of team success i think because the clippers been been so good and kawaii has been the reason for that and then i went with I could have. I, I debated just going with Durant, but I went with LeBron here because I do think, like, you know, although Anthony Davis might be the better Laker right now, I think LeBron really sort of makes that team even be able to be in the plan, um, which is a weird thing to say considering both of them have played like a lot. But so it goes. Mm-hmm. My glorious king. Um, your next five, Mike. Um, I got Lebr- uh, LeBron, uh, Davis, and Kawhi for my forwards, um, and then I got Ant and the Aaron Fox. Okay, so you had LeBron, AD, and Kawhi. You said uh, and Kawhi, yeah. Okay, my forward, then Ant and the Aaron Fox. All right, Ike. Ant, Booker, Kawhi, Anthony Davis, Gobert. Okay, so you had Ant, Booker, Kawhi, or sorry, LeBron, not Anthony Davis. Okay, okay. And then Gobert. One more time. <laughs> Your forwards. Anthony Edwards, Devin Booker. Okay. Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Rudy Gobert. Okay, gotcha. All right, for me, uh, I had Edwards, I had De'Aaron Fox, I had Kevin Durant, I had AD, and then I had Cat. 
Um, and the, for the last uh, Timberwolves spot, I wanted to go with Cat or Gobert. Um, I think I was been thinking about it all day, and I think I, I slightly give Cat the edge here because just because considering uh, where the team was at last year, you know, the, Gobert played every game, and obviously he had like different struggles, but a lot of what uh, this team's success has been, you know, driven by has been Carl's like efficient play and, and buy in and versatility to be able to to let someone like Rudy Gobert play alongside him with his shooting and playmaking. Um, so I went with Carl there. Uh, yeah, that, make, that makes sense. But like, like, so did you not have Cat on your list? No, I mean everything you're saying like is true, but like all of it, I think has made Rudy Gobert that much better. Sure. Like, right, what he does now is like insanely more effective than what he was doing last year. Like defensively, you guys obviously. Huh. Sorry. Sorry, I was gonna I make it. Uh, you guys obviously watch way more Wolves than I do. Who would you say is your best two players? Ant and who? See, okay, so I would say Ant and Cat, just purely based on like you know Talent, who are yeah. two best players. Yeah, because Gilbert still really struggles uh, a, a lot of aspects on offense. But who is the anchor of the number one defense in the NBA? It's Rudy Gobert, you know. So, like, important kind of deal is, like, Rudy. Yeah, Yeah. because, like, you've seen what the Timberwolves, and obviously it's a much younger team with Carl and Anthony a few years ago. But, like, those teams playing defense was – also Jaden was worse, but, like, that was just horrible. Like, and now to be the number one defense in the NBA, that's, like – that's massive change and brought and, upon a lot by him. And I know we're in a little bit of time. I do want to talk about so Chris Finch a little bit. Um, you guys know I was I was a little bit sold out. I was not or I was not bought in on Chris Finch, but I actually really liked his press conference after that after the loss with Cat. Uh, like to the yeah, I mean, he benched him. Yeah, yeah. I thought like that was like a sign of like being dedicated to the right things, kind of like. Even if Cat did yeah. like, what, like, yeah, I think that's kind of like what a good coach yeah. would do. I mean, and I don't was... think you really see that in the NBA very often. No, you never see someone with right. obviously 60 points is incredibly rare in itself. Mm-hmm. But like somebody with 60 points get benched in the last like three minutes of a game because they're right. just ruining everything. Yeah, I, I, I think um, like there was some pushback on on the post game comments uh, about. It, that he's like throwing the team under the bus and like maybe he should have been like y- you know coaching better that game or whatever um but i and then he was sort of asked about that the the next day and his response to that was well you know i told my guys the same exact thing you know so it doesn't really matter to me that i'm telling you the media about this because i I'm, it's yeah. not like i'm talking behind their back and throwing them under the bus no we're in this together yeah, like this is like as a coach, you, you 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 tell them what you want you want to be done, and if they don't go do it, then you have to make a change, right? Like, and I think that was kind of like the case. So, yeah, Anthony Edwards said the same thing. Like, we were all just trying to feed Cat and being like immature and trying to get him as many points as possible. So, I think Anthony Edwards is like perfectly aligned with Finch, like ninety nine percent of the time. 
So I think like the entire locker room seems to be bought in. Yeah, uh, just underestimated Leaky Black man. Leaky. <laughs> His first two free throws <laughs> ever. <get> yeah. <laughs> to ice the game. Oh uh, yeah, that that sucked. Uh, but um, you know, it happens. Like the Thunder just lost to the. Black. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. That that was another thing that was like, oh, the the Hornets just be inventing NBA players like. Like, bro, that is that is North that Carolina, is legend. <laughs> <laughs> like legend, leaky black, bro. Um, uh, wild card. So, oh, last thing. Um, I guess none of us went with Steph in the first two guards. Yeah. No, really no. good guards. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's better guards out there currently. Yeah, I mean, like maybe not talent wise, but the team just sucks. You know, and. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. Uh, my first wild card stuff. I I don't know if we're going in order or not. Sorry. And then my other wild card is Devin Booker. Uh, yeah, mine are Steph and De'Aaron Fox. Okay. Uh, mine are mine are Booker and Chet. Chet. Okay. So yeah. Mike, did you leave LeBron? Left no, Devin. you left Steph off. You left Steph, Steph off. Mm. I left Steph, off, left Steph off. Very disappointed. Yeah. That's uh I mean they're, they're terrible. That team's They're stinks. so bad, yeah. They're so like they're terrible. Yeah. Like I don't know. I don't know. They're I, I, I also don't want to see them just hucking up threes in an all star game too. That's not that fun to watch. I've seen it where like, Oh yeah. It's like it's boring. Like I he's I don't want to just <laughs> That was the other thing with my uh, decision between Cat and Gobert. I was like, no, yeah, I think I'd rather see Cat in, in, the, in the All-Star um, game, low-key. Like, I, yeah, you know. Like, it's like, I don't want, like, Steph's just going to shoot a bunch of uncontested threes? Like, what are we talking about? Like, what are, He'll shoot like, some of them from half court, though, Mike. Why do I need to watch it? Um, honorable mention, I had Aaron. Gobert, uh, Lowry Markkinen, uh, Sabonis. This is no particular order. And then Paul George. Uh, past that is Longshot, is Harden, uh, Jamal Murray, Chet, uh, J Dub, and then like Ingram and Zion, I guess, because they're in the playing mix. But it, I don't know. Neither have had that great of a season to stand out. Um, the Murray talk, uh, I like, sorry, Jamal Murray, you're not going to be an all star again, buddy. Like, the guards are just too good. Um, I think he's a good player. I don't think he's an all-star. How good is Murray if it's if it's if he's not in Denver? Do we think like we plug him in somewhere else? Like you plug him into into Indiana. How good is Jamal Murray? Uh, like in place of Halliburton, or is he yeah to yeah play like switch their spots, flip their spots. Oh well, I yeah Halliburton's a better player. I think I don't know how good Jamal Murray might be. I don't know, like. I think he's good. I think he's good, and like I don't, I don't, you know. There's a lot that is set up by Jokic, obviously, but there's a lot that he can do with himself. Um, to me, he's probably closer to CJ McCollum than Steph Curry. You know what I mean? Right so, now. Huh? Damn. <laughs> right now, CJ McCollum. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is that? That crazy? I don't know. So. That's pretty crazy. Replace Jamal Murray with CJ McCollum on that Nuggets team. 
in the playoffs. Like, <laughs> I'm, I, dude, you. So you think Jamal Murray is closer to Steph Curry than Jamal Murray is to CJ McCollum? If we're going by like 2K ratings or like player rankings, probably. That's all I'm saying. That's I said I'm yes. Saying. I think he's closer to Steph. Yeah, oh, disagree. oh! You think he's close to Steph? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I disagree. <laughs> yeah, I disagree. But that's neither here nor there. Any any guys that you wanted to shout out? Shame, Michael Porter Jr. is not going to make it again. <laughs> we need him in there once. Uh, no. <laughs> No? no? Wait, why? <laughs> MPJ? No, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, come on. <laughs> um, your chat thing's interesting, Mike. Uh, a little I bit guess, of a homer pick. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, yeah, but there, he has a case as, like, you know, um, one of the top three guys on uh, a top two seed, three seed. Maybe they're a three uh, seed right now. You guys, see, you guys ever seen his bitch three dad? His what? Oh <laughs> yeah, dad. <laughs> weird guy, man. His dad looks like the guy that Sasha Baron Cohen plays in Who Is America? Who's like the like the lib cuck? <laughs> you know, what I'm yeah. about? he's got like the, the like my, my child Harvey <laughs> Mudd. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he looks like Skeletor. All right. Like oh, and also, real quick, uh, Josh Giddy not not being tried for any criminal, uh, not being tried as, as a crime, huh? I uh, guess the thing we think. Cooperate. So that's just a case of him just dropping enough money to just kind of make that go away. Yeah. No, oh, advice. I mean, yeah. yeah. But also, like, so now the NBA is looking into it. Um, it's too late for them to look into it. Too late. I, I assume <laughs> that, well, this is usually the way they do things is like they let the criminal stuff play out and then they'll do their own sort of audit of the situation. Um, but, I, you know, it's like if the police can't have this girl talk, you think she's going to like Start talk, blabbing talk to Adam, to Adam Silver? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It'll be another couple checks for her when Silver calls. <laughs> Gotten it out of her, but then he would have made her stay quiet forever, dude. <laughs> Stern would have gotten the truth, but then it would never come to light. Right? Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's uh, wrap us up, Mike. Yep. 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 Go Wolves. Forty-five, forty-four lead over the Luke and Kyrieless Mavs would be a bad loss. Uh, I knew we'd come out flat, dude. Right we always come out flat. Let's wrap it up, Mike. Anything? Anything from you? Um. Yeah, nah, my girls had a tough I, loss. I gotta go, guys. Yeah. I gotta yeah. go. Of course. Thanks, though. Mm-hmm.